Welcome to Material, a show about the Google and Android universe hosted on the Relay FM network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Curiosity Stream and Squarespace. I'm one of your hosts, UX designer Yasmin Evian, and I have my wonderful co-host, tech columnist Andy Anako. Hello, Yasmin and Russell, but you have and app developer Russell Ivanovich. Hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. I am. I, I have a really cool thing behind me, and of course, of course, you listeners cannot see this, but <laughs> the the great Andy Anako shipped me his old backdrop, and now it is stand. It is behind me. I am so ready for video <laughs> podcast now. You're looking super swell. You always look swell, but now you look even sweller. Because you have you you have my, my my cut rate attempt to have a photographic backdrop, wherever I have I had this moment about a, a year or two ago where I decided oh, wouldn't it be nice to have like a, a proper backdrop instead of people just seeing the back of my messy office and they said well how much oh, I bet that wouldn't cost that much holy cow that costs that much <laughs> and then I realized that oh or I could just like buy an outdoor vinyl sign that's sixty inches wide and four feet high and not tell everybody that it's just a vinyl vinyl sign. So I hope, I hope you like I hope you like the artwork. It was uh, a lot a lot of people took during the couple of years that I had it up. A lot of people took great pride in recognizing that artwork, even though I modified it into Lego form. I I love it. Um, it's uh, it's kind of funny. You don't realize how much work goes behind having a backdrop, but this thing is pretty huge. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I had to buy like a like a big uh, photograph uh, stand for those backdrop stands. So like if you're a photographer, usually you have like a one solid color background or something to to get some good pictures. And I had to buy that and buy some clamps and like hang up this artboard. It was a it was a whole ordeal. Uh, you know, I, I set it up. It was like a whole family event because my my husband came home and he's like, oh sweet, you got the backdrop. And then he's like, I have a floodlight. Do you want the floodlight? And so we were like testing different lightings. Um, and the floodlight was pretty awesome, except for it got hot really quick. And I said, I can't do yeah. that. Oh yeah, that's I, I had I had a I had a one thousand watt halogen light that Whoa. made me look fantastic, and it felt great in the winter because my office is not well heated. But in the summer, it's like, tell me when the show starts, I will turn the light on exactly ten seconds before, but not a moment. And so the the, the amount of money that I spent on these like really nice like twelve hundred LED like absolutely room temperature lights, it was not a it was not a cheap set of lights, but oh my goodness, the comfort level. But you, you look you look great. A lot of people don't well, understand you. that once it once you put a backdrop behind you and now like you're controlling all the light and now like the the, the our our sixty or seventy dollar webcam isn't trying to compete with the light that's coming in from outside. It can just like make you look absolutely perfect because you just got all the light that's on you and that's it. So well done. Maybe, maybe when you're done it, when you're done with it, we'll send it on. You'll send it on to Russell. I will go. send you the. I will send you the Japanese screen behind me. It's hand me downs. I'll and we'll continue to rotate. Actually, I have, I have to get one for our audio listeners. Do you guys want to pose for a, for a quick snap? Yeah. Yes. Done. All right. I'm feeling really left out here because yeah, Andy's got a really nice you know Japanese screen background with LEDs that change color. Yasmin's now it looks like got a new camera and a new backdrop. And I'm just sitting here using my—I don't know how old the screen is with the with the built-in <laughs> camera. And I'm like, no, oh, I'm, I'm the odd one out here. Yeah, I'm a professional, Russell. I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> no, that my, I, I look at it more like I can either spend a whole lot of time and effort making myself look professional and making my hair all combed back and making sure that I've got nice clothes on, or people will think that Andy made an effort if just the lighting is okay and there's a good backdrop. I would it's much easier for me to build like a a video studio than to actually get my hair brushed correctly uh once a week. So th- thank you did, did did you did you enjoy the other thing that was in the package? Oh, okay. Yes, nutties. Okay. So, <laughs> so this <laughs> So they were, um, I'll put a, a picture in the show notes because the Nutties, so Rus- Russell, Andy set uh, the ba- the backdrop and also Nutties to my house. And the the funny part about the Nutties is that they were like packaged into the package, like pretty, they were like stuffed in there and I really had to go in there and, and dig them out. And um, I had forgotten about them because I was so excited about the backdrop. And then I set up the backdrop <laughs> and then I remembered... <gasps> they're supposed to be nutties. Where are the nutties? And so I like tore the, the box apart and I, I got the box of nutties and um, opened it up. And I, I'm upset. You guys need to hear me out because there, <laughs> there were, 
So there were two boxes of nutties, one for Russell and one for me. Yes. Okay. And so I had opened the box of of, of the nutties. Like they were in like a, a package. I got them out. And I asked my husband, I'm like, hey, do you want some nutties? And he's like, sure. So I threw I threw the box of nutties over to him and he's on the couch and, you know, playing on his phone. And I go, OK, like I need to go throw something away in the garbage. And when I came back, the nutties were all gone. He had finished <laughs> the entire box of nutties. And I was like, what are you doing? You didn't save me any nutties. And he goes, you have one right there in your hand. And I was like, that's Russell's box. Oh, so no. uh, so my husband ate all the nutties. So I actually haven't tasted tasted the nutties. But you know what? I, I'm holding them right here. And I don't know, Russell, I might have to open them up. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm never sorry, there might not be any. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, it'll be like, here's the picture of the nutties that Andy sent you, but uh, the, the actual nutties, I don't know, they went somewhere. I don't, I, I don't mean to cause any strife, like maybe, maybe because I think Russell being the gentleman is about to say, well, of course, if there's only one box of nutties left, yes, I mean, you should definitely enjoy them, especially since you have not been able to enjoy any of them. I kind of remember sending more, hey, hey, hey. more than two. Okay, that's, that's fine. I wish I had sent more than two boxes of net- nutties. Because I, <laughs> no, 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 I remember it, it, it occurred to me that, gee, I actually have four boxes left, and I'll probably eat the rest of them myself if I keep them there. Then I thought, no, 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 I want to have all the nutties for myself, and I will only send two boxes, not all four boxes that I had left. You, no, you, just, you, you did send extra nutties. There. There, he, Andy did send extra uh, nutties, but those are for the listeners. There was there was two extra for the listeners, so maybe there's just what, one more they extra for the, for the listeners. Were they for the listeners like 30 seconds ago, Yasmin, or are they for the I listeners think so. now I th- that we've discovered? I, I think the, so. Uh, it was, <laughs> you all missed out now. The, the, the listener is only one listener. So I, you know, I'm going to deliver the nutties to Russell when I see him at Google I.O., and I'm going to have an extra pat- uh, pack of nutties. So... If you are going to Google I.O. and you find me and Russell, you can have that pack of uh, package of nuts. Ooh, that is a cool price. See, I see that this is I, I have to I have to be honest and humble here that uh, listeners, we all love you. Clearly, uh, clearly, Yasmin loves you more, a, a little, tiny bit more than I do, because my suggestion was going to be keep the extra boxes in your pocket. And if you see someone I don't know named Sundar. And you bump into him, <laughs> and it looks like he would he would like some like like some candy from India. By all and you know if if there happens to be like a moo card that has the material podcast uh, contact information on it, along with our booking information, uh, by all means. But uh, but you know I, it's at, I might save it for Sundar. <laughs> Again, any <laughs> and don't even think I'm thinking about the Sundar who's at the head of Google. Just any a, a any nice looking Sundar. <laughs> All the Sundars that I, I've met are nice people. I, you know what? I am going to keep that in my backpack, and if uh, I see Sundar, I'm going to I'm going to say Sundar, here here are some nutties, and he's going to be like, who is this woman handing me nutties? If you're if you're listening, this is a, this is a reason for you to seek out. Uh, you, you would want to seek out Yasmin anyway because she's smart and she's funny and she's nice and she will probably say nice things about your hair even if your hair is not doing particularly well that day. But also she will have candy that she will give you. And also she's going to be your future boss. So, you know, it's, it's best to get in early and, uh, you know, play nice. Yeah. So if I become CEO of Google, what does that make Sundar? Ooh. Maybe, maybe that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, maybe don't bring that up when you give him the notice. Say, where do you see yourself in five years? Because you're not going to be in this job. You'd <laughs> be like, Sandra, your your job, your job. So, Andy, <laughs> I I heard that you shot a wedding with uh, two iPhone iPhones. Yeah, I was. Uh, my uh, my niece had uh, got married in DC, and like a week before the wedding, she asked me if I would shoot video uh, of the wedding, and she didn't. I don't think she knew that this is like asking Beetlejuice to <laughs> say saying Beetlejuice three times because this entity will help you with the problem that you think you want solved, but you've just invited down a really, really horrible and controllable force of darkness. Um, so I, I've never shot a wedding before, so I brought literally pretty much everything I had in my office as capable of recording video, including a couple of real camcorders and including my Olympus nice uh, SLR style thing. But I also wanted to, I, I knew that the only way that I would get success is if I basically set up cameras everywhere I could set up a camera. 
And so I had with me. Uh, actually, I have a, uh, I'll, I'll make sure you get a picture of it for the for the show notes. I actually have uh, had with me about a half dozen, like eight different phones with me, including every Samsung phone I had on loan, including uh, the uh, Apple phones that I have on loan. And the but it was a weird thing. So at the night before in my hotel room, now I, I, I wasn't intending to shoot the thing with twelve different. Uh, cameras like on tripods and taped up places but i just wanted the ability to after i had sort of looked at the situation to whatever i want to take with me i will have with me so i'll, I'll do my shopping there in the hotel room and i love the samsung camera the samsung cameras do great work the same uh, a couple of samsung's that i have have 4k video and one of the iphones i have does not do 4k video and i had the nexus 6p and i had my own nexus 5x and I'm thinking, these are cameras that I'm going to put on little flexible tripods in like the choir loft above the church that I'm just, just going to have to plug into a battery and leave, start running 10 minutes before the ceremony. And then whatever I get when I fetch them an hour later, I'll get them. And I thought, do you really trust an Android camera to not either have some sort of an error or when he tapped the stop button says sorry camera button camera app has quit and it didn't actually record anything or it got an alert or something that caused it to temporarily stop something and i discretion was the better part of valor and i used all the iphones and none of the android phones although although i i, I used the 5x to shoot the the dancing during the reception it's, it wasn't that i didn't think it would do a good job is that do i trust it to just simply if i walk away from from it for an hour when i come back will there be an hour of video in it and no i didn't trust it See, as the Android fangirl, you would think I would have pitch uh, pitchforks at Andy right now saying, you didn't trust the Android camera, but um, I'm with you. I don't think yeah. I would trust the, the Android camera in order to, to shoot a wedding. Um, I, I'm sorry. That's just, yeah, you you know, the, the iPhone one is uh, going to be more stable. Although I think it, uh, Russell may disagree with us because he has that fancy S7 and he loves the camera on that <sighs> thing. I do love the camera on that thing. I mean, I've never had problems with the camera, but I don't know that I trust any phone to shoot that kind of thing. I, I guess, Andy, you had yourself covered. You've got like 12 phones and you've got a few of them yeah, set up. Exactly. So you've, you've definitely got backup footage, which is fine. But if I, had to sh if I had to take one thing to a wedding and nothing else, I think I'd probably take my digital camera. Like that thing has never, yeah. ever, 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 ever failed me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm th I'm putting together a blog post or a column about the experience. In the actually, what happened was I wound up. I didn't intend to shoot. Uh, I, I my carry around camera, like the I'm actually moving places where action is happening, was gonna be the super nice Olympus OMD EM1 that I've used for two years. I know it inside and out. I have awesome lenses for it. It's going to do great in low light. I have zoom lenses, all that sort of stuff. And then I had like a little mount, a uh, phone mount that goes into the uh, the, uh, the, the the flash sh shoe so that basically, uh, this is a tip that I got from watching other people work who are professionals, that if you mount like a GoPro in, that, in, in the camera shoe, you're essentially getting HD video for free in addition to the video you're shooting with the other camera. So, and I'll, it's too long a story to tell, but um, with the, the establishing shot when I was using the handheld stuff when bridesmaids were starting to enter was severely, ludicrously backlit. And the camera was not locking focus. And I know the camera well enough that I was 99% sure the only reason why it wasn't locking focus was because of these five-second shots in which severely backlit stuff. And as soon as like I, the, the wedding actually starts, I'm no longer shooting into the sun. It'll focus perfectly. But then I'm thinking, this is the first time you've ever shot a wedding. And what happens if all these important shots you think you're getting are just a little tiny bit out of focus? Will you have to kill yourself? I won't have to, but I might. <laughs> and so that's when I just shook my head and I removed the iPhone from that bracket, put down that SLR and shot exclusively with the iPhone 6S Plus and got terrific video. Not, not as good as, yeah, I, I, I wish I had had the guts to just forge ahead thinking that, well, God dang it, Andy, you've got like a hundred cameras already. If you, if, if this camera is not working, then you, it's not like you won't have coverage, but I just couldn't do it. So I was I was I was very very impressed with it. It was the the footage I got from that iPhone 6s Plus. If I I I would not think it's even a ridiculous idea to shoot an, a real wedding with uh, an iPhone because it just did such a good job and it was reliable again 100% reliable. 
We'll say material listeners, Andy is available on weekends. If you happen to be getting married, you know, you're, you're in love, it's all happening, you proposed, you know, there's a big day. Just think of Andy. Think of him in there. He's, he's got the, the fancy camera set up, so he'll make sure it captures your entire wedding. Also, Andy, I want to know, you, you had so many. Did you, did you get any 3D? I, oh, goodness. Now, there are two cameras that I wanted to use, but I felt as though I couldn't use them without the explicit encouragement and enthusiasm of the bride and the groom. The first one was I actually did have a 360-degree camera uh, in my, that I've, I've, I've had on loan for about a month. And the only problem with it is that I would have had to find a place like on the altar to put it, because otherwise it's. Yeah, I'm, okay. How about the, how about the, in the halfway up the aisle? Well, no. That hey, why, why don't we, instead of looking forward at the wedding service that's happening eighty yards away, why don't you look backwards and look at look at the sun <laughs> coming in through? But that would have been so interesting. But the other thing that I had, and I actually had this camera running. I put, the, I started this camera running and put it in my pocket in case I had this opportunity. I have a spy camera. It is a really interesting little pen-shaped 720 HD camera where it's all black. Uh, the business part of it is just like a little, like what you would see the top of a pen uh, sticking out of the top of your pocket and it's black and has just a little clip on it. Uh, and so, and it'll run for four hours all of, on its own with, with, with audio as it fills up a file, it just starts a new file. So it goes on and on and on and on. And I had, I started it running and I had it in my pocket so that if, if, and when I met the groom, if we had a conversation and he, I, he asked me about the cameras that I'm using. I would tell him about, oh, well, I think we got good coverage. I got this one, this is And also, ha, 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 I've got this little spy camera. And if, if you want to put this in the pocket, in the vest pocket of your tuxedo, you could actually get, we can actually see if we can get video of your lovely fiance slash bride as she's giving her vows. Unfortunately, I did not have that opportunity. Uh, and fortunately, I remember to turn it off like 10 or 15 minutes uh, after the start of the service, because I felt I feel as though it's a bad thing to have a camera running that people do not know is actually running. <laughs> but oh goodness, it would have, it would have been so cool. The, I, I, I also had it with me with the idea that um, I didn't know what the exact setup was going to be. If there was going to be a floor, st- if the if the if the uh, if the uh, officiant of the service was going to be speaking into a microphone that was on a floor stand, my thought was. It's t- it's a tiny, tiny little camera, and it's all black, and I've got a roller gaffer's tape in my bag. I could just tape it to the floor stand, and people people would not see it. It would not call attention to itself, but I would be getting a shot from a perspective that could be incredibly cool and useful and ungettable in any other way. Uh, but su- suffice to say that there's uh, – if you – if you just you you're surprised that when you go through your closets you to know how many really good video cameras you actually have when you include your old phones uh, when you cl- include your old camcorders that you stopped using when you got your your new phone you can actually if you just set things up on tripods you can get good coverage and then you have one person just walking around uh, hopefully he will not be wearing nice expensive shoes that will make noise on the tile floor I was I've had to walk like a ninja on my tiptoes after the first five minutes, realizing that, okay, you're, as you run around, you're going clop, 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 yeah, no good. But yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. I, I encourage anybody, everybody to give it a try. You won't get professional level results, but you'll get the sort of stuff where, uh, people are used to seeing stuff from a phone. You'll get very, very good amateur results. And hopefully you're in the sort of wedding situation where all people care about is the creating a space of love and wonderfulness inside that room as opposed to I'm not going to freak out but the flowers were supposed to be bone white and they're off white okay I, I'm gonna I mean I'm not gonna cancel the wedding I'm not gonna cancel the wedding it would be wrong I, can I cancel the wedding I, mean, I just can't believe it they're not they're not the right couple you know it's, that's, <laughs> that's that's the sort of stuff that I, I wish everybody has a wedding like that where it's like it's it works that way now, uh, two two quick things uh, before we go into whatever news happened this week. Um, I'll uh, I had I was having for some reason my on my Nexus Five X fingerprint recognition just stopped working, or it would, I would get that sort of dut dut feeling, meaning it's like nope, didn't get it, didn't get it. It would take three or four tries. I'm sort of used to that when my fingers are a little bit damp or if it's a little bit dry. Uh, but I've got so frustrated that I actually re-registered the same fingertips, and the problem went away completely. So I'll be very curious to hear from other Nexus 6P or Nexus 5X users if they had the exact same problem. I don't know if just something got contaminated or who knows. Uh, but 
something to think about. Yeah, funny thing about that. Uh, I didn't have any issues, but my my husband was having some issues. But he also had to like clean. He was cleaning his his phone with like a like a disinfectant wipe. So I don't know if that kind of triggered anything. And he's like, my fingerprint unlock isn't working. And I'm going, <laughs> what did you do to it? You know, he's like, oh, I was just I cleaned it off. Um, and so we're like, okay, I guess Lysol breaks <laughs> breaks the fingerprint reader. <laughs> but no, it, it started it started working again. So um, I, I think that one was tied specifically like to actually cleaning the device. So I don't know if it was anything associated with the issue that you had, Andy. But he has the 5X as, as well, and which I know is the phone you have. So you are phone twins. Finger mm. fingerprint and phone twins. Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have tried <laughs> to sandpaper them off to, in case I got <laughs> fingerprinted by the cops. Um, yeah. Oh, what, one other thing that what, what we definitely I, – I don't know if we're going to embarrass Russell, but we have, to, we have to bring this up before we go to commercial. He got one of those really wonderful little oblique tips of the hat uh, last week. Uh, uh, Phil Schiller, who is the senior vice president of worldwide product marketing at Apple, he is someone you would recognize if you watch the keynotes because he is always there talking about the new, th whatever the new thing is. He is part of like the triumvirate of people who are always of Apple executives who are always given the big uh, presentations. And he tweeted out a link to, oh, finally someone gives up some respect to the iPad Pro. But the link that he tweeted out was a Pocket Casts link, a link to something that so that indicates that he was he got this link and was listening to Pocket Casts when he was doing that. So, oh, <laughs> how, how how do you how do you monetize that? How do you monetize that, Russell? <laughs> I, I wish there was a way to It'd be like as used by Phil Schiller. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> though. His next tweet was like, yeah, yeah, like calm down. Someone sent me a Safari link. So I think what happened is someone had sent him a link. They're like, you must listen to this. I, I reckon Phil Schiller's probably never heard of what a pocket cast is. And he's just hit play on the web link. And he's like, well, this works. I'm going to listen to the podcast in here. So I don't know, Andy, this could be like in three months time, suddenly the Apple podcast app has an entire web interface because Phil, Phil Schiller's like, this is cool. We need one of these things. So this could be we a really bad should, thing. We should, we keep should this improve under our free product so that we put his product out of business. It's so nice. <laughs> You know, Pocket Cast, although it does very well on Android, and it's probably one of the most like well-known apps in the Android community, does have an iOS and web and even a Windows version. So, you know, he it's not like he's only supporting Android. But I, I thought it was actually pretty funny that all these people got so mad, like, oh, he's using Pocket Cast and not the other cast <laughs> that has uh, something related to weather in the name. And I'm like, oh my gosh, people, Pocket Cast has an iOS, la uh, iOS app. Everyone relax. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was pretty funny to see kind of people upset like, oh no. And um, gosh, I guess uh, I guess when I become Google CEO of Google, I'm just going to have to be careful not to tweet out any links that have uh, you know affiliations with other operating systems because then people are just going to go turn on me and say like, you don't support the Android community, you know? <laughs> It's, but it, I, I thought it was, uh, I, I thought it was a cool moment. I, I'm sure uh, for you, Russell, it was a pretty neat moment. You're like, oh my gosh, this executive <laughs> at a company just tweeted out a link to the app, you know, using like the, the app that I have. And um, I thought that was, <laughs> that must have been a pretty cool well, moment for you. I woke up to the, the funniest direct mention. It's from an, another app developer who we haven't mentioned here, but he just, he just um, texted me um, just through Twitter direct mentions. He's like, um, OMG. Phil Schiller uses your app, and then he put FML on the end. And for, for our adult <laughs> listeners, I'm not sure you know what that means. But, yeah, I, I think he was simultaneously, you know, happy for us and like, oh, my goodness, could could this get any worse? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's super cool. It's like when when you write a book, you will also every time there is like a, a, a there's a movie and the people are like in like the computer book section or whatever, or there is a a Big Bang Theory, you will look in the background of the bookshelf to say, "Is one of my books up there?" <laughs> and it doesn't mean anything, but the fact that there is this offhanded incidental mention that validates the fact that I exist and I created a thing that other people are using. We, we're lonely people who work alone in our offices. We like to see these things. I will. Okay. So I had my nerd moment and I don't know if you, if you guys saw this or, but Molly Wood tweeted at material podcast over the week. And I was like, <gasps> Molly Wood knows material podcast and maybe somehow knows. And she didn't me. just tweet. She said it made me hungry, which implies she either read the show notes or in my mythical world, listened to the entire show. And now she's out hunting for nutties. So Molly Wood, if you're listening and you're, and you're looking for the nutties, like Andy, Andy is the one source left. He's the only one that can help. Oh, well, they, they actually <laughs> been shipped oh, no, to Yasmin me. So Molly Wood, reach out to Yasmin. I, have... I will, I will give them to you over Sundar. Okay. 
<laughs> so Molly, if you want to come to Google I'm, Earth. I'm no longer El Rey de Nutties. <laughs> so that was, that was still pretty a pretty fun moment. So uh, yeah, hey, Mollywood yep. likes material podcasts. That's actually well, no, not no, true. No, we can't actually affirm he, that. It's but it, but it really it really is like you know, being being in middle school. Like she's she's aware that I exist. It's like it's like the. T- it's, it's, it's like I was, I was listening to the Judge uh, the Judge John Hodgman podcast, one of my favorite podcasts, and he was it's, uh, one of the litigants had sent him a photo like to both boister their case, and he said, "Oh, I see that you're wearing a, an Andy Anatko hat." And I'm like, "John Hodgman knows who I am, and he can pronounce my name correctly. That means he's listened to some <laughs> of my podcasts. <laughs> it means nothing, but you're like, yay!" Now, I, I will admit. I have those moments every time The Verge do an Android phone review because there'll just be a split second where they'll scroll the home screen and there'll be the Pocket Cast logo. And, and from a marketing point of view, that means <laughs> nothing whatsoever. But you just see it on there like, hey, install Pocket Cast. They know we exist. <laughs> but I, I have to tell you guys about something else cool. We should we should get to our first sponsor for this show, which is Curiosity Stream. They're back for another week, Andy. They, they got right, their nutties fixed last week and they're like, we we got we got to get back in there. So this episode is brought to you by Curiosity Stream. Curiosity Stream is the world's first ad-free non-fiction streaming service founded by John Hendricks, the founder of Discovery Communications. So some of the things you'll find in Curiosity Stream, over 1,400 titles and 600 hours of content. It's available in 196 countries worldwide. So chances are, if, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, it's available in your region. Uh, and it's on a lot of platforms. You've got the web, Roku, Android, iOS, Chromecast, Amazon Fire, Amazon Kindle, you know, Apple TV. It's in, it's in all the places you, know, you want your content to be. They've got a wide variety of science and technology content. They've also got nature, history, and many other topics that, you know, I think a lot of our listeners would be interested in. And they just launched over 50 hours of 4K content. So I know some people like, um, you know, we did in the office here, foolishly bought a 4K TV and they're like, cool, and now you're struggling to find content for it. CuriosityStream has you covered. So in addition to those documentaries, CuriosityStream also has interviews and lectures. And their library includes some really good stuff. So you've got Stephen Hawking's Universe, which is a series where Stephen Hawking explores, you know, the the traces of human history and astronomical theories and technology. Uh, You've got Next World featuring Michio Kaku, talking about the future of technology, you know, virtual reality, artificial intelligence and other sort of big technological questions. Uh, You've got the human face of, of big data. You've got the road to the singularity. You've got all these really interesting shows. So, you're sitting there and you're wondering, mm, as a materialista, like how do I, you know, take advantage of this? So you go to curiositystream.com/relayfm and use the promo code relayfm, sorry, during sign up to get unlimited access to the world's top documentaries and non-fiction series, and it's completely free for the first 60 days. So you'll get an entire two months of all that content, including the the 4K stuff that I talked about for free. So yeah, go to curiositystream.com/relayfm, use the offer code relayfm. And we want to thank Curiosity Stream for supporting this show and all of Real FM. So OnHub had a pretty fun update this last week is that they had they have released an integration with If This Then That. You could do something very simple as If Then Then That, like if you wanted to post uh, to Twitter and if you wanted to do, if you did the hashtag uh, FB, then that would automatically post to Facebook. You can do a lot of automation stuff so that you usually only do one thing once and then that that's kind of it. And so they have a lot of uh, fun integration services. And If This Then That is probably one of those services that I think has the most uh, integrations built in. Well, they announced that they were now going to allow the OnHub to have uh, integrations with it. Um, and so it's actually pretty fun because I saw this and I was like, oh, what can I do with my OnHub? Um, and right now, the only things the that can be done really is you could set triggers to when you want to declare um, some devices, priority devices. So that's kind of what I did right now. So actually, for instance, uh, if it's checking all my calendar. And if there is a calendar event that says uh, record in the name, then it will automatically change my MacBook Pro to be the priority device. So that's actually pretty cool because before every time I record material podcasts, I actually have to go into the app and set, okay, I'm about to record set, you know, my MacBook Pro as a priority device. But now it automatically does that um, automatically. And it's, it's all integrated and it's checking my calendar, which is pretty, pretty awesome. The only downside with that is that it limits it to one hour. And I usually set my MacBook Pro as a priority device for two hours. And there's no way to change that. It just kind of automatically, that's the integration that it has. And it's still pretty awesome. And I'm thinking that I'm going to do some other fun integrations. Like, you know, if I'm recording a podcast, 
um, you know, make sure to turn on my my air, my Nest thermostat earlier in the day so it can cool down before I record um, and things of like that. The, the other fun things uh, that they had some integrations are is that you can set up some triggers whether or not like your device connects. So um, for instance, you can set your device as one of the as one of the devices that that triggers something. Um, and one of the cool things is if you have a smart lock uh, smart lock in your house, if your phone disconnects to from the OnHub, you know, Wi-Fi, it automatically locks your house. So they, they had a video out there with all these kind of uh, fun integrations that you could do and, and think of. Um, and it's it's definitely a start. It's not to the point where I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to revolutionize my whole house and smart system. There isn't a whole lot you can do with it. But I think that the fact that they even have this integration for like whatever is, is going to be released and I.O. and all these things is a really, really cool step. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's certainly what we were hoping for when we uh, heard about this new product. Uh, it was because you got to admit that it, now, now that the coolness of the new design has worn off, or at least for me, you get your left behind with a device that doesn't support as many standards as another hub that costs $50 less and doesn't have as many ports as something that costs $50 less and doesn't as a more practical shape for a hub and stuff like that. I'm 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 in the middle of shopping for a new wireless hub. I I'm using my Airport uh, Airport Extreme for the past like 7 or 8 years and just realized that oh, that's right. Progress happens in in less than 7 or 8 years and I looked at the on hub I'm like I like it. I I like the idea of it. I like the potential of it, but I can't spend that kind of money on something that doesn't have every single protocol that I want. It doesn't have the the distance that I want. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what what they come out with at IO as um as, as we're all kind of eager and excited for. And I think so. I think it's definitely like an investment for the future. But yeah, there's not a whole lot of things that integrate um, with it right now. But I was <laughs> I was looking through all the kind of uh, different uh, recipes for the OnHub, and I wanted to do one, and I wanted to like troll my husband because it was like if a device connects and automatically start playing a song. Um, and so I was like, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be awesome as when my husband connects to the Wi-Fi, like he just gets uh, Rickrolled, <laughs> you know, from the, from the Android TV automatically <laughs> turns on. But unfortunately, there's no integration uh, with, the, with the TV. So there's no integration with the Android TV. I can't set that as a device that automatically starts playing a song and it only works for my own device. So I was like, well, I don't want to <laughs> Rickroll myself. So... I'll have to think of something. So listeners, if you have some fun ideas uh, for if this and that integration with my OnHub, uh, send them over because I'd love to play with them. Uh, but I did see like they, they had a really cool video uh, where they were showing some of, some of the examples of what they did. And they had this neat thing where you could change the lighting best based on who was connected to the Wi-Fi. So say, for instance, um, you you were having a party, and when those three friends got together, there was like a certain lighting that you wanted to have because you have one of those fancy uh, internet-connected uh, light bulbs. And so like, wouldn't it be cool that every time, or maybe every time um, someone, a friend comes over, a family member comes over and connects to your Wi-Fi, it changes the lights or kind of does some notification like, <laughs> oh, hey, you know, they're, they're home now. So um, I, I think there's some, there's definitely at this point, it's all very much fun. It's not very much uh, useful. It's yeah. all like just. Fun. I'm a little actually now that I've I've gone onto the if this then that uh, uh, site and found out that some of the stuff that got, that got me so excited is actually just standard if this then that uh, like the turning out turning your lights on and off when you disconnect from uh, a network like when your phone disconnects from a network uh, that's something you can it's already a recipe. Uh, but we're, I, I'm, we're, I'm hoping that Google puts more integrations like this. I've always thought that a great uh, the there are two there are two devices that have so much potential that are untapped. One of them is uh, a uh, is a Wi-Fi router. The other is your like home media thing, whether it's an Apple TV or Google TV. Given that these are two semi-powerful computers that are connected to the network and always on twenty four seven, they could have such a huge role inside the connected home that nobody seems to really be interested in exploiting yet. So fingers still crossed. 
And this episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace, the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code material at checkout to get 10% off your first order. With easy-to-use tools and templates, Squarespace helps you capture every detail of what drives you because it is worth the effort. It is worth sharing to the world. Squarespace put all the power you need into your hands and take away the pain points, like worrying about hosting, scaling, or what you want to do if you get stuck with something. With Squarespace, you can build a site that looks professionally designed regardless of skill level, no coding required. All the, all the templates are responsive, so it's going to look great on your desktop, on your big Android phone, or even that small iPhone that your friend carries around. Squarespace has state-of-the-art technology to power your site with secu- that ensures security and stability. And they offer 24-7 support with live chat and email. They have their teams located all around the world, so you know that you're going to get some help regardless of where you are. They also have a commerce platform, which has allowed you to have a store on the Squarespace site, and they even have some cover pages. So it's going to give you that single page website that's just going to look great and make your uh, business seem professional. Or it is professional, so you got to tell the world that it is professional. If you want to stretch Squarespace even further, you should check out their dev platform, which lets you tinker around with the code. Squarespace plans start at just $8 a month. And if you sign up for a year, you get a free domain name, allowing you to choose exactly what you want your site to be called. Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today at squarespace.com forward slash material. Again, when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, enter the code material to get 10% off your first order. We want to thank Squarespace for the support of the show and all of Relay FM. And I can't tell you uh, how much I'm thankful because as someone that used to or you know still does some uh, web development web design when I get my aunts and uncles who are like hey Yasmin can you help me with my site I'm just like squarespace.com forward slash material 10% off do it <laughs> and that deal is so good Yasmin that I'm not sure if you can tell but I think the police are coming for me <laughs> either that or the building's burning down something's going on here in the background <laughs> that's that's how much of a professional you are Russell you are willing to stick it out regardless of whatever harm is in there because you're a professional <laughs> podcaster Exactly. I need you guys to hold up maybe one hand if you see fire behind me and two hands for smoke. Just just so I know like when, when I need I'll to I'll be leave. optimistic. It could be possible that there are that there is a, assassins and burglars who are rappelling down the side of your building and will crashing through your window uh, diehard style. You could, if you take off your shoes, could you could be the hero of this story? I uh, yeah, and we'll catch it all we'll catch it all right here on the podcast, which I you know, it'll be it'll get our ratings straight up the roof. This, this is gonna be a cliffhanger. If I disappear, you yeah, just not be, gonna know. It, what it would help us out it would help us <laughs> out a lot if, next week. Like uh, when when Yasmin like gives us the outro and uh, asks you like well work people get in touch with you. If you could just sort of like cut yourself off in the middle. <laughs> or when when you're in editing. If you if you wanted I, I bet that I think that Google has a whole bunch of public domain sound effects. You know, like the ratatat, ratatat machine guns, and the people talking in indistinct German, uh, <laughs> German accents, but the kind that are kind of charming, even though they're, oh well, if I, if 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 Russell is not willing to help out, then we can sort of coerce him to help. He's a German that does an English accent. <laughs> That's not really good. He's I'll, lived in London for maybe let's, five, let's, ten years. I should walk very fast away from that bad accent. <laughs> uh, there's, a, I, I had some, I had some good news in my updates uh, this morning, uh, where I saw the there's a new version of the uh, camera app uh, for Nexus users, the stock, uh, the stock Android camera app, and essentially it looks like. Uh, Google just sort of decided to take the uh, camera app that's in the Android and developer preview and just release it into the water supply a little bit early. Uh, it is such a great update, partly because there's so many. It's just a, a cleaner user interface. They took they they were starting to have a problem, I think, with the old camera app where uh, they were, it was starting to have the same problems as Apple's. A camera app where lots of dinguses and buttons and active areas had to be sort of put places on the preview screen and they're hard to find they're hard to locate so a lot of that stuff has been cleaned up and put underneath the, the hamburger menu uh, but they've also made it uh, made it really really uh, I've always thought it was kind of weird that uh, you're flipping through the screen to get from photo mode to video mode and now that's a much more explicit gesture uh, now finding uh, the photos you've recently taken you're not going to confuse those two gestures but also performance has gone I've, I've been using it a lot today so this is only after maybe an hour's worth of experience but it seems to launch a lot faster it seems to move between features a lot faster uh, it seems to, HDR seems to move a lot faster they seem to have found whatever peanut butter was stuck in the gears of the camera app and at least hosed some of it out because it seems to be a lot more responsive I don't know if it's going to have the same problems that people were experiencing a few months ago 
where it would just sort of stall uh, on launch uh, and just be uh, take one photo every 19 seconds. Uh, but uh, the, it, was, it just seemed perceptively faster uh, using it today. Um, there's also... Uh, uh, they've also added a super slow-mo on the Nexus 5X. You can get 120 frames per second. On the 6P, you can get 240. Um, I haven't been able to, t I haven't installed it on the 6P, so I haven't checked the differences here. I'm reading that uh, they've made improvements to Smart Burst on the 6P. That's according to the re release notes, but uh, without being specific as to how they've improved it, because I know that Smart Burst has always been a 6P exclusive feature. Maybe it's that uh, you can now not just take a burst, but also save it as uh, a, 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 a as a GIF, um, and uh, I think you can also now take photos while you're shooting video, which was something that was uh, sort of missing. Really, but just just the fact that it's a much cleaner, much nicer app, uh, and really sets the scene for what they could be doing with the camera app in the future. Yeah, I was so so excited that they added the ability to snap a photo while you're taking a video, uh, because the other apps, I think it maybe it was on the Moto X, I could do that very easily. Like I would just t tap on the screen and I would automatically take a picture. And I really really missed that on the Nexus uh, camera because I was, you know, a lot of the times at birthday parties, I want to take video of like my daughter or someone blowing out the candles, and I usually you know want to grab a picture too because you want to send the picture to someone. You don't really want to send the entire video to someone. And I was really uh, missing out on that feature. And so when I saw the update for the camera, I, that was the first thing that I tested. And I was like, oh, I can take pictures now. So it, you can't, it's not, so tapping on the screen will allow you to focus on something, but then there's actually like another um, button that allows you to tap on that and then actually takes a picture. So I tried it and I am so, so excited because uh, I, I love taking videos. I think it makes really, really cool auto automatic stories and those auto awesome videos that go Google Photos creates, uh, but you still want that photo just to share to family because you know they don't always have the the five the five seconds even to <laughs> to look at the entire video. Yeah, I, th I think the other big one is um, faster HDR. So I, it doesn't say how much faster. It just says, "Hey, we've made this faster," and that was one of my not concerns, but one of the annoying things about using the six P is you'd use the HDR mode. And I know it wasn't an eternity, but it felt like an eternity when you press that button and you had to wait for it to like finish doing its thing. So I haven't had a chance to test this yet, but hopefully that they mean significantly faster and not just, you know, five milliseconds or something like that faster. Yeah. I can't wait to take it out for a real like photo day with it because yeah, the H HDR speed is a, uh, it's not, the, I don't think it ever really stopped anything from working, but there are times where I'm, I'm inside a museum and I've got uh, an HDR is working pretty much all the time. And so it seems as though the last, I took a photo the last time was like four and a half minutes ago and I go, Oh, I want to check to see what pictures I've taken. And there's still like two, there's still two things saying, uh, uh, sorry, we're st still working on, still working on HDR on this. It's like, okay. I don't want to. Um, I, I, I don't want to alarm anyone, uh, but yeah. you know, I <laughs> I wanted to test out if the HDR was faster, and then it says camera error. Can I connect to the camera? So uh, yeah, all see, the bugs is... are squashed. I promise. <laughs> Not a, not a not not a not a good wedding camera. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm also it also just occurred to me to find out if uh, one of the biggest bummers uh, of having the five X and the six P is that. Uh, it's supposed to the, the hardware supports exposure compensation. So if you're using a third-party app, or if you just want to do tap to set exposure, you should be able to do that. But Google said that they have disabled that for reasons. <laughs> what reasons? Good reasons, everyone. Really <laughs> good reasons. And it's, it's so and so much so that uh, uh, I've been in contact with uh, uh, a couple of different developers of professional camera apps for Android that have been dealing with people disappointed that the exposure compensation on their apps doesn't work. And they're all now in the point where we're, we have to write our own code to make that happen because it's not working. I hope they lift that restriction. I, mean, I hope we don't have to wait until Android N before we can finally do that because uh, the, because the, the, Android, uh, the Android platform, just the ability for developers to write apps that can get access to raw files, that's a huge thing. I've been shooting with the, uh, with the Adobe Lightroom app that, sh that can sh uh, shoot, as a, a shoot camera raw images or DNG images. And the stuff that I can do, the editing that I can do with all that extra data is really important. And so if I'm trading this, if I'm trying to use this seriously as a, as a camera app, the ability to say that's a little bit too dark, I want it to be lighter, and not being able to do that is such a bummer. <laughs> 
I have an update for you listeners. While Andy was talking, I did take a picture with HDR Plus. Um, and, you know, of course, I did have that crash error. But after that, <laughs> I tried again. And I'd say it seemed a lot faster. So if it doesn't crash on you, it will be fast. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not it's not as though your kid is not going to take a second step. Okay. What, what, and you can tell people that was the first step. <laughs> oh, this was this was her first step. Um, are you are you sure? Like I, th- I thought she was walking by then. Oh no 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 no. That's uh, you know. <laughs> she she looks like she's five. No no no. no. I don't know what you're talking about. She's nine months old. The youngest walker we've ever had. No, um, see, I, I stayed reasonably quiet during that because I have to. Admit, I'm using the Samsung camera for everything for all these reasons. It's because I trust Google with a lot of stuff. But when it comes to the camera, I'm like Samsung has literally never failed me like all in. But there is one thing that I installed immediately um, on my Samsung phone is the Google keyboard. And I'm really happy that, you know, the Android ecosystem is, you know, all about, what is it, be together but not the same or something. So I have a different phone to you too, I'm sorry, but at least we can use the same keyboard if we want to. And um, I, I absolutely love the Google keyboard. I saw all these features, you know, you've got the new one-handed mode, you've got gestures for deleting so you can just swipe back and things like that. Um, and, and all these extra features. And then I looked in the store and I can't get it yet because Google loves stage rollout. So do either of you have this yet? No. Oh, I've I, been looking and looking and looking. No, I'm also <laughs> upset about that because I saw I was like, oh, I, I am like the biggest uh, keyboard nerd and I'm currently using SwiftKey. And the only reason I'm using SwiftKey, maybe not the only reason, but the main reason I'm using SwiftKey, it has a predictive emoji. So if I type in J O, and it'll be like, "Are you trying to do the joy emoji 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 where the, the emoji is laughing emoji?" And so that is like why I do it. And people are probably like wondering, like, "Wow, how does Yasmin type such fast emoji responses?" And that is the reason. Um, and that's, but I would say that with SwiftKey, like, it's not the fastest. Sometimes I do have some issues, like when I'm using it in Google Keep. Sometimes it'll stall, and it gets really, really frustrating. Um, but I, I'll, I'm eager, I'll give Google keyboard another shot kind of with the new update. And I was actually excited to try it except for it wasn't available as well. So thank you stage rollouts. Uh, I guess we'll talk about you next week. <laughs> I bet the people that you, the users that you like get this stage rollouts earlier. Uh, the, the, so I, but I will say one thing while I was looking once again to desperately find uh, the, the Google keyboard app. I was on the Play Store and I found out that I didn't know that they actually have – Google has a handwriting keyboard that I was totally unaware of. You can download and will give you actual handwriting input. Uh, and it also you'll, – uh, you'll, you'll like to say as me. It also lets you handwrite emojis. So it recognizes text – recognizes drawn emojis. So I don't know how good your art skills have to be. <laughs> I So that's actually my favorite uh, part about the Android Wear Watch. And I think I have a video on my blog somewhere of when I was responding to a Hangouts message. You can respond via emoji or audio or actually any uh, text that was already – you know, they have predictive text on there. And – uh, it's it's kind of hard to draw the emojis on the Android Wear watch, even with the screen as big as my watch, even with the screen as big as my watch. Um, but you know, I can I can do some smiley face emojis, those uh, and some hearts. Those are those are usually easy, pretty to do. But if you want to do uh, anything elaborate, like dancing blob, um, I, I think you'll need like a like a pencil or something, some some t- sort of stylus <laughs> to get that on there. Yeah, the only one I've consistently been able to get right is it. I don't know what it's called. Is it the party popper? The kind of triangle, and then you just draw a few <laughs> lines coming out. And I guess that every time I'm like, yes, because that's you, that's one of my favorite emojis. Because it always brings up a pizza for mine. <laughs> no, no, no. So triangle this way. I'm drawing on the. I know you listeners can't see this, and then just three squiggles coming out of the top of the the triangle. And mine it seems to like know what that is. Flying pepperoni. The party horn. Yeah. 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 Mine is flying pepperoni. <laughs> pepperoni and pineapple on pizza. Oh no chaos okay <laughs> we want to thank everyone for listening uh, i you know i love to start controversy right before we close this out so andy where can people find you and where can people find out if you like to eat pineapple on pizza uh the price of admission to the andy anatko fun ride is to spell my last name if you i'm at anatko.com that's my blog and stuff like that uh and my twitter feed is uh, just at anatko and has links to stuff that i'm doing including this wonderful podcast so do you eat pineapple on pizza? Or are you going to claim the fifth? 
I am ecumenical. I believe that the good men and women of the Pacific Rim uh, 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 fruit industries do not uh, do, do not deserve the sort of uh, mean spirited comments that uh, diehard dogmatic pizza eaters <laughs> of the uh, of the mainland tend to throw in their direction. I'm willing to support them with my consumer dollars and with my respect for the wonderful work that they do. <laughs> I think that's the the best like the best like political answer for yes, but we we haven't gotten <laughs> well. You, well, you cause, well because it's it's not just that they they're not just putting pineapple. They're usually putting bacon and or ham. Okay, mm. you you might win the argument about about pineapple, but if you're, I'll eat almost anything if ham or bacon comes with. <laughs> I'll eat scallops handed to me off of a tray by someone random at a party because it's wrapped in bacon. <laughs> I'm only a man, yes, I'm only a man. <laughs> And Russell, where can people find you? So people can find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter. And I'll tell you right now that I've put a lot of different things on pizza. I hope Federico um, Vitici has, you know, his ears closed at this point because curry pizza, it's good. Like pineapple on pizza, it's fun. I'm a big believer in you can put anything on pizza once. You got to try it once, and if it's <laughs> if it's not to your liking, then then you go okay. I'm not going to try that again. But we we have a a thing here in Australia where we take other people's uh, cuisines. I'm sure you do the same thing in the US, and we just do what, whatever the heck we want with them. So you can get any flavor of pizza that that your heart can imagine. You know, down here. And I'm at Yasmin Avian on Twitter, and I do not. I, you know, I like uh, pineapple on pizza, but only only if there's some jalapenos attached to it because. It needs something spicy. You know, you got the sweet, you need some jalapenos to make it spicy. I usually uh, was, I wasn't a believer in pineapple on pizza until I was introduced to it with jalapenos. And then I was like, okay, this is good. This is good. So if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're on the, you know, on the fence and you're going, no, I don't think I could ever do pineapple on pizza, put some jalapenos on there. um, And I think, you know, be delicious. So Yeah. (laughs) And you can find us on Twitter at, at Material Podcast. You can find us on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. And you can send us feedback at materialpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay in material. Well, you have to, you have to teach me how to pronounce this. Jalapeno? Oh, you did pretty good. Jalapenos. <laughs> Jalapenos. Is there an S on the end? Well, uh, multi plural. I, I will say that I'm more comfortable. Uh, I'm more comfortable using my really bad New England pronunciation of uh, of, of of words like that than trying to be the over, the guy who overpronounces and looks silly <laughs> and almost almost looks almost looks insulting. Saying, "Can I have a? I, I, I like a piece with jalapenos." <laughs> like, are you trying to make fun of the way I talk, sir? No, no, no. I'm trying to be respectful. Get out of my pizzeria, sir. <laughs> A bur- I would like a pork burrito. <laughs> Shut up. Get your filthy, filthy. Sp- <laughs> I'd like a pork burrito, please. And a quesadilla. That's, that's, people know that you're just a dummy if you just if you say that. That's fine. I'm okay with people think I'm a dummy as long as they don't think that I'm trying you're to trying offend to- people <laughs> with a Jose Jimenez sort of pronunciation of this one word. Uh, it's always, you know, that you, you always, um, a lot of people always tease me because it's like, I'm just speaking English and then, but jalapenos comes in and I'm like, oh, jalapenos. And then everyone's like, oh, yeah. like Spanish, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs>